Nurse Deck, we give nurses a place to belong. Whether that's a platform to be heard or the breathing room to be accepted right where we are today, Nurse Deck is proud to be built by our collective nurse voice. Our Insider's Perspective interview series showcases the true diversity in nursing experience through individual storytelling. We will hear from professionals from all walks of nursing life, in academia, at the bedside, in the C-suites of administration, and at the forefront of nurse-led innovation. Nurses are strong, but we need each other more than ever. Our stories connect and unite us, and we're thrilled to bring you a new one each week. I'm Brianna Kinney-Orr, and this is Insider's Perspective of Nursing, the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our Insider's Perspective interview series. I'm Brianna, your host. And as you know, Nurse Deck is built on the collective nurse voice. Today, we are welcoming the voice of Dr. Sylvain Brousseau. Dr. Brousseau serves as president of the Canadian Nurses Association and has over three decades worth of clinical and educational experience. Uh, his current role as an associate professor and slash researcher focuses on both nursing governance and sociopolitical leadership. So Dr. Brousseau, welcome and thank you for making the time for us today. Uh, well, uh, thank you very much. And it's a pleasure and honor to me to be, uh, to be here today with you. Awesome. Thank you. So let's start from the beginning. How mm -hmm. did you find your way into the nursing profession? What made you decide oh. to get into nursing? Oh my God, it, it, this is a great question because it, you bring me back in 1986 when I start as a, uh, not as a nurse, but as a uh, nurse. And I, I think you call it, there is so many ways to call it, nurse's aid or mm -hmm. it's, you know. Assistant or, or, yeah. Yes, personal, uh, personal uh, health worker, you know, to, uh, to, to do the uh, care base to help nurses. Yeah. And, uh, and I, was, I was working in this area and uh, my chief nurses, where I used to work on the unit, says to me one day, because I was always saying to them, okay, the um, uh, the IV is not correct, uh, going to see the nurse. Oh, I think maybe we could do that. Oh, the patient has this kind of problem. Can we look at it? And yeah. she said, Sylvain, how come you didn't go to study in nursing? Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. And she said, the way you are... Um, talking to the nurse, mm. the way you always be in the front to help per the person, mm -hmm. you always make differences in the unit, and you're always there to empower others, I said. Mm. And it seems that you are very um, passionate about what you do. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, okay, I'm going to do all the process because, you know, here in Quebec, we, we have the two because i'm from the quebec provinces in canada and we have two entry to practice and we still do have the same today and uh, it's the college degree or the bachelor baccalaureate degree and right. I, I went to the college degree to get my diploma mm -hmm. and that's where it start and uh, even my uh, the first year of my um courses uh, it, it has been uh, challenging for me because you know going back to the school and, and you know all of this uh, all the learning uh, how to understand all the the technical words mm. and uh, finally to finish and even at the end of my uh, my college degree uh, Andre Despain and now she passed away two months ago mm. told me in 1993, she said, Sylvain, you will go uh, far away. You will go far away in the nursing profession. And I didn't respond to her because mm. I said, oh, why is she telling me that? Yeah. And, um, and now I contact her and uh, I would say six months ago and I find it on Facebook and I mm -hmm. asked her, are you Andre Despain, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I, she said to me, and yes. And I, she said, and I'm following you, Sylvain. I was like, oh, oh my God, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> yes. And um, 
I said, you know, when you told me that in 1993 in, in April, because it was the end of the, the uh, uh, it's not the theoretical courses, it's the training mm -hmm. um, in the hospital that I was evaluated by her. And I said, do you remember? She said, I remember perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> and, what, and I said to her, you, you, oh my goodness, are you a, um, how do we say, someone that can see you far away? Yeah. But she said, because the way I was, the way I'm, I'm, I'm People say that I'm humble. Mm -hmm. uh, I always ask questions. Uh, um, you know, and I always, I'm always, I just always want to learn, to understand, mm -hmm. to discover. And because I'm curious, and because I like what I do, uh, I, I like, I love my work. I have to mm -hmm. say that I, I'm, I'm a passionate nurse. And um, I'm trying to transfer this passion to my student also. Mm -hmm. And that's why we start today in 20 years. I would say even near 40 years ago mm. uh, when I was working at uh, at St. Luke Hospital as a um, nurse's aide and then I become mm -hmm. a nurse. And, and I, I, wanted to make diff I wanted to make a difference to people's work quality of work life mm -hmm. uh, and, and to help the person to improve themselves, prevent injuries, um providing the most rigorous care and um not doing things without asking questions right. or you know uh and recognize that i'm not a perfect person even sometimes if i am perfectionist about mm -hmm. what i do i can make mistake mm -hmm. i'm trying to do everything to not making mistake mm -hmm. and um and i love to do uh, the, the direct care uh, uh, to the patients mm -hmm. and uh, that's why i i decided to do uh, and because i recognize the nursing profession as a uh, scientific uh, profession as uh, doctors and or physician or uh, or physical therapists mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that even early on you were not just focused on patient care, but your coworkers around you and how to improve on both experiences, the patient and and the nurses. Um, I think sometimes that comes to nurses later on in their careers, but it sounds like for you it was an early recognition of that's where your interests were. Yes, and uh, I think it's that's why I have decided to to go in the the nursing profession. But to to be to be honest with you, never in my mind because when she said that to me, I said, "Oh, I didn't say such." I said, "My, is she right?" I'm yeah, a, and it never came to my mind after that. I start to work, and, and it's in the course of what happened after that probably will bring me where I am today. But mm -hmm. it was even it was not planned in my career life. Right. So I'm going to work as a direct care nurse all of my life, and uh, as long as I'm doing uh, an excellent work. And right. for me to be a nurse, it's not a job. Yeah, it's right. a professional work. Yeah, it's not it's not task. It's a role right. and respons responsibility. And yeah. uh, and at the time, I would say like I don't say like 30 years ago. It was the environment was perfect. But it was different, and we mm -hmm. did have time at twenty years ago to take care of the patient yeah. compared to what we are going through today in the uh, different healthcare. It changed dramatically with all the reforms over many years, mm. and um, yeah, and the yeah. nursing the nursing governance over the year. Unfortunately, yes, it's evolved because nursing has to be to to evolve. Uh, but in a way, it's like if the um, the healthcare environment, it, it it evolve also, but the way we do things, it's like if for some reason that I don't understand, we still in the way we manage for some places mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the 60s or in the 70s that we would be, and now we know that we it's important that we, the healthcare environment mm -hmm. uh, become more uh, a place to that where, where you like to work on. True. Yeah, especially with the big problem of trying to retain nurses right now. That's a mm -hmm. huge issue that we deal with in the States. So um, sounds like yeah. it's a common experience. For yes, you as indeed. Well. Yeah. Um, so tell us how you got from, you became from the nurse's aide to, to deciding, okay, maybe nursing school is something I should look at more uh, seriously. And then now as your your role as a professor um and in nursing leadership how did you get from from that point a to point b there in your career 
Okay, point A to point I would say to Z because I mean <laughs> yeah, not, right. not, to Z, no, not to Z because we still have things to do. But I think it's all about professional nursing engagement in respect to our conviction and having the courage to move forward instead of staying in the same status quo. I'm someone that I don't like to. Um, yes, I can work as a. I think it's. I like to move forward. I don't mm. like the status quo, as I said. And over yeah. the years, I found out that it is essential that as a nurse, we make a difference in the healthcare system and in mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the nursing profession. I also believe that we must be engaging and involving on different decision table. That's mm -hmm. what I learned over the year. Sure. I said, everyone is deciding for us. I think yeah. it's time that we decide. we decide for us, but also for the patient. Yes. And mm -hmm. And over the year, you know, after my, my college diploma that I finished in 1993 in Montreal, then I went to Ottawa University a few years mm -hmm. after that. Uh, to, I said to myself, oh, I need to, um, to learn more, to get more tools in mm -hmm. order to uh, improve my nursing intervention. I said, I need to do my bachelor degree. And then, you know, I was working in the hospital and then I went to work at the, at the home health care services because we do have a public health uh, mm -hmm. for the home health care. And I've decided to, to work in this area, community health. Mm -hmm. But in order to be able to work in this area, I had to do my bachelor degree. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, am I doing it in Quebec or I'm going in Ontario? And I've decided to to drive few days a week in on, in Ottawa from Montreal, yeah. it's about one hour and a half or yeah, two yeah. hours to do my bachelor degree. I have done it in English. It was a challenges for me. Yeah. I, I passed this. <laughs> and at the end of my batch baccalaureate degree, I fell in love, you know what, with what? With courses regarding nursing theory and yeah. nursing research. Hmm. And even my professor says to me, Madame Farrand, I remember her name. Mm -hmm. She said, Sylvain, uh, you and she also said, you, go, you will go far away in nursing research. And I said, mm -hmm. no, no, I, I'm doing my baccalaureate degree mm -hmm. uh, because I want to do something else. I want to work in other area of practice, mm -hmm. uh, such as community health. And then the, in 2003, after uh, a year after I finished my baccalaureate, then I decided to do my master's degree. And I was mm -hmm. still working all the time. Always mm -hmm. when I used to study, I was still working in direct care um, patient. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that, when I finished my master's, my master's was about uh, male in nursing and, uh, and the quality of work life because we didn't have any much um, data about it. Mm. And after that, I said, well, that's finished. I published uh, also an article regarding my master's research uh, result findings. Mm. And after that, I've decided to, uh, to go to do my, uh, my doc, my, my PhD. Yeah. And because I was going to, I starting to see that nurse managers, what is the quality of work life? Some mm -hmm. of them are leaving the profession. Yeah. Some of them are decide to say no uh, management, management, well, you know, administration or management. It's not for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I said something is happening. How come we don't have enough? Or why the new nurses or the nurses doesn't go in this kind of area of practice? Right. There is something that it's, and I started to look at the literature review and I said, something is happening. And I yeah. said that that's concerning because if we yeah. don't have enough nurse managers in, mm -hmm. in, in leadership position, that's going to weaken yes. our governance and yeah. our power, you know? Right. And I said, we, I have to explore and understand qualitatively and quantitatively because I've done a mixed method studies to mm. what is the quality of work life? of uh, nurse managers here in Quebec. And uh, and then I finished my PhD in 2015. But in meanwhile, you know, when I was back, uh, master's and PhD, my back, when I finished my baccalaureate, 
That's where I've decided to engage in nursing mm. profession. That's why I engage in different um, uh, governance uh, board uh, of nursing, such yeah. as our original nursing board. I've been on the original nursing board of the Laurentian for about 13 years, mm. uh, chair of different committees. Yeah. And, and, I, and I have learned, and, I, I, and at the time, I have to say, I'm a shy person, <laughs> I, I, and, and yes, I am. I like, I like, I'm just remembering looking at the list of organizations you're a part of, thinking, wow. <laughs> yes, I am, but I like challenge, and that's why probably I've decided to engage, engage in those different mm -hmm. uh, boards, and I've been, as I said, on the uh, uh, original nursing board uh, up north of Montreal. After that, two years on on the uh, order of nurses of Quebec, mm -hmm. uh, and also uh, after that on the uh, Laurentian Nursing Commission. Because mm -hmm. I think what I discovered being on this table, if you're not there, who will who will decide? Who will bring yeah. um, ideas, solution, yeah. and, and awareness? Because it's important that you are aware of all the evol you know the ev evolution of the nursing profession. Yeah, and and that's what I find out that it nursing was a bit. Not saying that they were being removed or if invicted from different yeah. tables, but I said we don't see much nurses. I said no, no. It's important that we're there, yeah. and after that. After finishing these, I was doing my PhD. I went to ICN conferences. I didn't know what it was in the International Council of Nurses because Quebec was not part of CNE for about 35 years. Okay? Mm. We've been out because of political and other issues. And I said, oh, ICN, oh, Nursing Association. Mm -hmm. I looked to Canada and I said, in each provinces, there is a nursing association. The only province who doesn't have any, it's Quebec. Yeah. And I said, well, I think I said, I'm going to ask colleagues from different area that I know, mm -hmm. because it's important that you understand who are your opponent, who, mm -hmm. who are your allies, you know? Yeah. And I said, that's what I learned over the year, you know, as uh, being on different board. And I said to my colleagues, I said, you want, can we have a meeting at, in my home, in my kitchen home? Yeah. And we discussed about, is it? Is it uh, relevant to have a nursing association in Quebec, knowing that we have a union? Mm -hmm. And and even the union is not a nursing union anymore because it's mm. in a more international interprofessional uh, union now. Right. Like it's, you will find different. You will find different. Uh, yes, nursing profession is there, but other profession. Right. Sure. Oh, and, yes, and I said, but okay. We have that. We have the order of nurses that we don't represent the nurses. They represent, they protect the public. You know, the mm -hmm. regular, the regulatory body don't represent the nurses. Mm -hmm. And I said, is it relevant that we create an, a nursing uh, association? And, yeah. and, they, and people said yes. But Sylvain, don't go too far. I think we have to stop with with a group. And mm -hmm. me, I was like, why not? We have a nursing association. I think it's we are time to have that in Quebec. Yeah. And they say yes, but Sylvain. Go slowly because uh, because uh, uh, this is kind of new. I said, okay, we go, we will go to develop a group that we develop that we call RAPIC. It's the group of, if I translate from French to English, it's the um, an, a, a group of the future of nurse, the of the nursing profession in Quebec. Okay. That in twenty that's in twenty fourteen in twenty seventeen has been transformed transitioned to the Quebec Nurse Association, mm -hmm. and I was the chair of the uh, RAPIC. And I was a transition chair of the uh, 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 Quebec Nurse Association because mm -hmm. after four years, I think, we, you know, I worked with my colleague and, you know, you don't, when you co-create or you co-found, you don't do it alone. Right, you do right. it collectiv collectively. I always say yeah. that alone, you don't go far away. You yeah. go far away when you are uh, surrounded and you yeah. are supported with others, you know. Yes. And uh, that's what I call uh, co collective collective leadership. And mm -hmm. we've developed the uh, QNA Quebec Nurse Association, uh, Nurse Association. And because some people on the Quebec Canadian no the Canadian Nurse Association knew that I've developed this, they came to me in 2017, asking me if I would like to submit my name with why I would like to become a uh, part part of um, 
the Canadian Nurse Association to be part of the membership, the, not a membership, but being part of part of um, of the board. Mm. And mm. then I said, okay, uh, let me think about it. And then I've decided to submit uh, my candidacy, you know, submit my philosophy of thought, mm. my statement. And then I've been elected in 2017, bringing back Quebec on the table, on the federal mm. level, after I would say some people said we had someone in the last one was in 1988. And oh, wow. <laughs> yes. And then I, 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 um, I, I bring back Quebec and in 20, uh, it was a two year uh, mandate as a uh, board of director. I've been as independent Quebec board of director for two years. And then in 2019, I finished my, my, uh, my mandate. And in October, I remember the date. October 28th, my phone, <laughs> my text, someone texts me and says, Sylvain, why don't we gonna have election to the Canadian Association for the president-elect? Why don't you submit your candidacy? We will support you. I said, are you sure? I mean, <laughs> Quebec doesn't, Quebec has to vote because the structure was, it was like each province and jurisdiction who has a number of votes, depending on the, mem the right, member right. that they have. Now it's, it's all changed because we have to, to change all the structure because what it, all the association and orders, you know, regulatory body has been split and, and, and we have to change. Now it's not, now it's, it's, it's independent. It's individual membership. Now it's not like it was. Mm. And I said, I mean, Quebec has to vote. Okay. But, and we will help you to promote your candidacy, your campaign. Yeah. Your community of real nurses is waiting for you. Join Nurse Social from Nurse Deck today to connect and network with nurses from all over. Ask questions and share advice. Only verified nurses and nursing students have access to member areas. So new nurses, veterans, mentors, and leaders are here to connect and support one another. Get rewards for participating in your community. Score social points as you engage with fellow nurses, and redeem your credit to support a growing list of products and services created by other nurses. Follow topics that interest and affect you as a nurse. Your peers are creating topics and stocking them with an unlimited supply of advice and resources. And you can follow along to help build a better world for nurses everywhere. Head to social.nursestack.com to join in today. We'll see you there. I said, give me three weeks to think about it because I mean, <laughs> and, and finally I have support, support of my university, support of my, some of my ex colleague of RAPIC and Quebec Nurse Association. So then we're going to give you a letter. The director, the national director of nursing of Quebec, she, she, she wrote me a letter to support. And I also have support of the president uh, of the uh, Saskatchewan Registered Nurse Association at the time, mm. and, and who mentored me when I mm -hmm. arrived in 2017 uh, on the Canadian Nursing Association board. And even the past president, uh, Bob Shillon, she said, yes, Sylvain, we think that you will be a, a, a great leader on this position. And I said, um, okay, Let's move I'm forward. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I said, Sylvain, take your courage with your two hands. And, uh, you know, it's a challenging, it's challenging for me because I'm francophone and as Quebec has been out for 35 years. Yeah. And I said, you're, you're really sure? And she said, yes. And I said, okay, then I will submit my, uh, my campaign. And I've done my campaign. Naturally, the pandemic arrived in the same time in, in March 2020. What a uh, funny, not funny, but strange. Right strange two years i mean in 2020 it was like oh boy yeah and, um yes and uh, i i've done my speech i i gave my vision and i clearly said our profession is at a crossroad mm -hmm. at the time and mm -hmm. now i'm finding out that it's true mm -hmm. and, and uh, now i'm i'm uh, i've been president-elect for uh, about two years and since yeah. april 1st I'm the, the, the 52nd president mm -hmm. of the Canadian Nurse Association and 
the second francophone from Quebec after 64 years. The first wow. one, the first francophone of Quebec being uh, president, it's in 1958. It was Ali wow. Girard from the faculty. She was the dean of the uh, University of Montreal Faculty of Nursing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I became the, the second one. We had, did have one or two francophone, but from other provinces because yeah. uh, you, we have francophone nurses uh, across the country, you know, out of Quebec. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I was like, my goodness. And now I'm, I'm on this role since April 1st. It, it's an honor for me. And, you know, I always said, and even Friday when I was in Edmonton for a conferences about uh, engaging, advocating and leading, I clearly said to uh, the audience, the student and the nurses, that leadership, it's not about position. Leadership, it's about what you do in action. It could be mm -hmm. visible or it can be invisible sometime mm -hmm. in behind, you know? Yeah. And, and, and leadership, it's not being uh, a manager or being a president of any kind and, of nursing association. It's what you do by your vision and by, and certainly by action. Yeah. And that's how, where I am today. And I think it's because of my, passion regarding engaging in the nursing profession, moving forward, not being in statu quo, re reflecting on, making mistakes, because you can make mistakes, mm -hmm. and uh, discovering, you know, always new ideas and understand listening, because mm. it, I don't talk much, I have to say, but I'm listening. Mm -hmm. I listen, mm -hmm. okay? Makes sense? It makes sense. It does make sense, I would just not give a statement, but I would mm -hmm. ask question, you know, yeah. that's what I said to people, you know, instead of just giving statement, hash question. Yeah. And, uh, and probably, uh, probably that's why, that's why where I am today. And I think yeah. if I go back to what I said about Andre, uh, my teacher in the, in the, my last semester in 1993, being you will go far away in the profession and what I'm, seeing now i said i think it's right she, she got it right <laughs> but you know i love what i do um i always prepare myself and i was always like that when even the interview today i prepared i said i'm not yeah. my my i'll prepare my thing because i don't know everything by heart yeah and, sure. and i will i will try to do my best in this even in the same as president uh, of the Canadian Nurse Association, what I find that I'm finding out that I'm president of two nursing reality, the Francophone Quebec, I mean, the Quebec, the province of Quebec reality, mm -hmm. and the rest of Canada, because Quebec, mm -hmm. because of its particularity, yeah. is different in, in many ways. Right. And there are some differences in the nursing profession regarding the education, scope of practice, and, mm -hmm. and, and in different area and et cetera, right. et cetera. And this is even the governance, the way we process in mm -hmm. the meeting, it's, there are similarities, but there are differences right. because Quebec is regarding, it's related more with the, the France, the France code of, um, of uh, conducting a uh, meeting mm -hmm. and Canada, it's more regarding the Canadian parliamentary uh, robot rules, you know, right. and for me, I have to say, and it's all in English, you know, yeah. when I'm meeting, you know, when I conduct meetings in, in the rest of the country for CNE and in Quebec, it's naturally in French. That's why for me, it's, I would say it, it's quite challenging. I'm, that's yeah. why I'm trying I to do my imagine. best. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to do my best. And I think, uh, you know, be who you are. Be humble, be who you are. And, and uh, yes. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going to be in 10 years, you know. I yeah. hope I will be retired because I'm 56, but <laughs> I don't know what I will do in, in five, six, seven years. But uh, yeah. now I'm. this is where I am. And, and uh, yes, uh, uh, sorry, I am talking, talking, but I love what I do, as you can see. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's such an interesting time to be a voice for nursing, especially as you described um, balancing the cultures, the different cultures, the different languages, mm -hmm. the changing healthcare laws just to keep up with the pandemic obstacles that have, you know, at least in this country, <laughs> the yes. different uh, mandates we've had and lockdowns and quarantines and, and mm -hmm. you know, putting nursing students on into practice quicker. And we've had so many different issues that have, um, everything has been an upheaval from the pandemic. So to be a leader of an organization, like you said, that has two distinct um, cultural 
perspectives. I can only imagine the challenge that would have, especially for a self-described introvert. <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> you're right, you're right, yes. But uh, one of the issues we have talked about more and more um, is diversity, equity, mm -hmm. inclusion um, within the nursing profession. You know, obviously in America, we had in 2020 with George mm -hmm. Floyd, race mm -hmm. relations became a very big um, topic of conversation again. And it um, brought the topic of, of disparities in healthcare here. Mm -hmm. um, how do you define or how do you demonstrate being a strong advocate for these type of issues, diversity, inclusion within the nursing profession? But first of all, as I said earlier, I'm part of the diversity by myself yeah. as a francophone first, right. but also be part of the L. I know all the uh, acronym change over the years, but right, right. LGBTQ2+, right. now I know it's too, too I, I think it changed. Yeah. And I always believe since I'm in the nursing profession, even before that, we must contribute to uh, to inclusivity by being culturally sensitive and considering patient preferences, yeah. whatever they come from, or whatever they're black, people yeah. of color, indigenous, mm -hmm. uh, LGBTQ also, yeah. while providing proper nursing intervention. When you do intervention uh, uh, or you advocate for patients, whatever they are from, yeah. uh, color or whatever, you must work and understand who they are first. Right. You must also uh, lead being a role model. To, you must be a role model to promote inclusivity and equality in healthcare setting right. by preventing the stereotype, you know, if, to prevent prevent any kind of stereotype stereotyping of patient mm -hmm. and other nurses because you do right. have uh, diversity among your colleagues yeah. um you, you have to break down barriers by deeming harassment prejudice intolerance you know mm -hmm. and racism is yeah. unacceptable you unacceptable you must uh, make sure that you advocate for this yeah. also because it's one of your social mandate. Right. And as a nurse, I have always cultivated an harmonious environment through awareness, acknowledgement, and acceptance of patient and nurse diversity. Mm. And I think that that's why it's important, first of all, that you have to make sure that the nurses, when they you they are educated, that you provide literature mm -hmm. and you know, to make sure that they understand, encourage them to encourage them to share their view, mm -hmm. giving them an, a voice because they have mm -hmm. ideas to to uh, to make sure that uh, they uh, understand, mm -hmm. provide opportunities to learn and develop by developing cultural awareness and competencies mm -hmm. as having the cultural knowledge, right. abilities, and skills to deliver care that is congruent with the patient's cultural belief and practices. Yeah. Because sometimes you can have someone say, who are very religious, mm -hmm. and because in the culture or the religious belief, Mm -hmm. They can do that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but I think also that diversity in nursing is essential because it provides opportunity to administer quality and safety care to yeah. patients who come from diversity or different culture. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. you must also enhance your cultural encounter. Mm -hmm. um, and I also believe that strongly believe that cross-cultural interaction enable nurses to engage mm -hmm. with culturally diverse clients or groups to change or challenge ethnic and a different uh, cult cultural uh, bias. Mm -hmm. Developing your cultural skills it's important because yeah. it's help to assess correctly. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, the people who are, you are taking care, cultural yeah. desires, uh, who refer to a more motivation and gaining desire for cultural and you must understand yeah. and, and engage in in cultural desire can be manifested through openness to mm -hmm. cultural diversity and a willingness to learn from others. Me, right. when I used to take care of patients from other culture. I always question them. Mm -hmm. Why? Right. Because I want to understand. Yeah. You know, and that's why it's important that you become a culturally nursing, a nursing competent. Yeah. It's been important for transformational endeavor for all people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I and think as you said before, too, you can't know everything, you know, with, with your experience. And I think your patients can feel when you approach them with a, um, an attitude of curiosity and genuine concern for wanting to do things from a patient-centered approach rather than mm -hmm. 
you know, not wanting to, to step on anybody's toes or say something politically incorrect. I think patients can feel the difference from you. So if you say, I really don't know much about your culture, teach me. People are usually more than willing to share parts of themselves when people are genuinely interested. And recognize also that you could have unconscious bias. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes when you have recognized that you could, you have um, unconscious bias, then you can work on it and reflect on it in order to move forward. And I would even just take an example I'll, regarding social determinant of health who affect, will affect people differently. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why health organization and nursing must strive to adapt the healthcare delivery to 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 meet the needs of a cultural diverse population, yeah. and, and knowing that inequity affect health outcomes in a way. And both nurses and L I would even say that the healthcare organization should strive to provide quality and safety care that will consider cultural diversity. This is, I mean, in today's today, even I would say even before, yeah. I mean. It must be part of uh, the nursing and you must be aware of this. Absolutely essential. Yeah. Tell us, you, you touched on before what your master's thesis was, was uh, pertaining to. I'm definitely curious about that. But talk to us a little bit about the focus of your research. How has it benefited your healthcare system? But okay, about my research, I will go with my PhD because the master's research, uh, I don't work anymore on this mm. area about men in nursing. Now it's focusing on um, human caring because I don't know if you know Watson's human caring. Mm -hmm. Most of my research about it's about quality, it's about humanistic quality. You know, about we talk about most of the a lot of research about uh, talk about the quality of working life in nursing, but not much of talk about a humanistic way. Mm -hmm. And I said, mm -hmm. I, I, through my research work, but I've published uh, uh, re uh, findings for my research. I also developed a new humanistic uh, um, quality of work, li work life model in 2015. Uh, and I published it in 2017. Uh, and uh, it's based on human, uh, human caring approach to have a more integrated view of the quality of work life. Because I think if, then I think my research yeah. <laughs> are my research, but yes, I think also, but my the research my research fundings have uh, provided a lot of recommendation mm. uh, that we uh, shift the way we uh, organize the uh, the healthcare system from a bioman to a more humanistic approach. Right. And I think if you um, make sure that your environment is based on a humanistic approach, then you will gain some retention and people will have a quality of work life. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't make, and with, with, with what I've observed since so many years that all the transformation, the reform have in a way dehumanized uh, the healthcare environment. And when I'm talking about dehumanization, it's we see violence, mm -hmm. racism, mm -hmm. we see uh, uh, decent, you know, a lack of decent of uh, working condition, yeah. uh, 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 violence between nurses, mm -hmm. I mean, toxic environment. I said, mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's time that we humanize our organization. And I will yeah. always advocate to get a natural, a bit what Brazil have done in, in the 90s because the healthcare system didn't go well. And I think we need a nas national policy based, you know, that will promote uh, organizational humanization mm -hmm. where people can work and self-care and yeah. being comfortable to where you work. When you go to work, you don't want to be... <laughs> You don't want to work in the in the in the uh, dehumanized organization. You yeah. want to work in a place that you can um, emanc emancipate and empower yourself. Yeah. And that, for me, and my my findings, I've shown, and not just mine, Watson's work, uh, Doctor uh, uh, um, Wolf in, in uh, Pittsburgh, also uh, Doctor uh, Anne Boykin. Uh, and I could, I could, Dr. Cara in Montreal mm -hmm. University. I mean, all of those uh, nursing research works have demonstrated clearly that if you work in a uh, humanistic environment, that will promote job satisfaction yeah. 
better nursing work condition and yeah. uh, you will have time for yourself and you will be happy to work. And I'm sure right. that that will be my next, probably next study, uh, how humanistic organization can be, uh, 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 we say, a strive, a strive to mm -hmm. uh, to keep people and to retain nurses in yeah. the organization. Right. Another another area of research that I'm, I'm starting to ex explore, it's about uh, political nursing competencies. This is mm. something because it came out. One of my team, uh, from my team, team from my research uh, finding, it's about um, political competencies, mm -hmm. abilities, you know, mm -hmm. skills. And yeah. I said, some there is something there, and I think nurses must develop these competencies and just not develop it, but also use it and express yeah, right. it, you know, right. and. I said, and I know sometimes nurses regarding politics, they don't, they think about to be, you know, to be a politician, but yes, it is in a way, but right. it's more than that. It's more right. than that. And I have developed in 2021 with Chantal Cara, Dr. Cara, Investment Montreal, uh, we, we, um, we have a chapter on this. It's a new model. It's called political, political caring literacy. Mm. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a, how do we, um, lead policy from a humanistic way yeah you know uh, being a humanistic ambassador political awareness that's uh, those are comp a component of my model and uh, uh, how to be uh, an emancipatory uh, person to yeah. others you know and how can we uh, power not over but with people and yeah. shared shared also knowledge to to and that right. is part the core of the political caring literacy model. This is a new model that could be used as a framework for a nursing research. Someone would like to explore uh, policy from a humanistic way. Right. Yeah, no, I love what you say about that because I think a lot of nurses now can identify with that when you go into work in a profession where you're supposed to, where you, where you need to care and connect with people in order to do your job you can't also go in with your guard up every day and at a high level of stress. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't match. <laughs> so. You're right. And, and I know sometimes people, when we talk about human caring or talking about humanistic or humanism, sometimes people say, oh, it's a concept. It's not realistic. But I said, it's all about relationship. It's all about collaboration, partnership. It's right. all about a, a, a healthy uh, care uh, environment. I mean, right. And and how since thirty years research on this area have shown mm -hmm. that we have evidence right. that that improve the um, care environment. Why don't right. we Why don't we go forward with this? You know, right? There is two school of thought, but me, I'm the I'm on the school of thought who I think that having a humanistic workplace improve the quality of work life. It's I yeah. mean, my results have shown it. And mm -hmm. others too, but people would say, "Oh, Sylvain, it's 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 obvious." Yes, but it's um, it doesn't seem obvious because what right. we see right now is to dehumanize our organization. Even I would yeah. say disorganize uh, right. uh, healthcare environment. Yeah, I think people are paying a lot more attention to healthcare systems than they ever have before, and realizing the products that come out of healthcare systems and how it directly affects your quality of working life, which mm -hmm. you know affects your home life and your work-life balance. So I think a lot more attention is being paid to connect the, the theory world of nursing with the actual you know bedside care mm -hmm. that goes into it. So it, it's a, a good time, I think, to capture people's attention for how it really does relate to their everyday life um, yes, experiences. Yes. Um, talk to us you you've taught all through all through covid um what are some of the academic challenges in nursing education you know both as a response to the pandemic um and also how um the quality of nursing education was maintained during periods of quarantine and lockdowns and and you know where students didn't have access to real breathing people mm -hmm. i have to say that yeah because i i, I was when the pandemic arrived at my uh, at my university, I was the director of the um, nursing bac baccalaureate program. Mm. I will have to say, it have been a challenge to make sure that the student that we are providing courses, theoretical courses and training mm -hmm. and simulation at the lab has 
still have the, uh, that they gain competencies, you know, through the education. Mm -hmm. It was a challenge because we have to review our simulation because we cannot be in, in person in right. this in the lab. Now, how can we do? And uh, we went to uh, the Canadian Association for Nursing School, who were very mm -hmm. partner with us. That they create, uh, uh, they work a lot to create simulation lab virtually. Mm -hmm. But um, it was a challenge, and, yeah. and we developed these uh, to make sure that we uh, that the, nur the nursing students are prepared to go into practice. Uh, and it was a challenges, and all the placement. Uh, was difficult. We yeah. have to stop all the placement, the training continue, mm -hmm. but more virtually. I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense. The student was who was inside the training practicum, you know, in the hospital were afraid mm -hmm. to catch the disease. Oh, of course, it, yeah. It, it was a challenging for us. Uh, I was working like 12 hours a day, you know, <laughs> to, to, to support my colleague. Yeah. Uh, Sylvain, how do we do that? Because in my career, Yes, I've been a nurse bedside. I've been in community health. I've also worked as a nurse in prevention, prevention infection prevention control mm -hmm. for five mm -hmm. years. Naturally, this experience helped me to make right. sure that uh, we respect all the uh, yes. the measures, you know, the yes, and the sanitary measures. And uh, no, it was a challenges, but we know. And we said clearly to our uh, partners, you know, stakeholders, hospitals, say. Here where there is a lack and here where we have tried to increase um, the learning uh, for, and make sure that the nurses are prepared to uh, face the reality of the uh, complex of the aircraft system. We mm -hmm. knew it was not perfect, but we, we list it. We send it to them to make sure that they, because when you finish and you arrive in the hospital and make sure that they can continue the transition and make sure the, the, the students are prepared. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was, you know, like providing a transition uh, for right. new grads and, and a bridging, you know, for to make sure that they practice in yeah. different area and, and make sure that they can uh, make sure that they, they have the tools uh, in, their, um, in their bags mm -hmm. to, to be able to practice as a nurse more into vlogs than pods, you can also watch these interviews. Check out Nurse Stack on YouTube for video features of these amazing nurses and more content by and for nurses. Just search Nurse Stack on YouTube to find us and get watching. Right. But it was a challenge time, I have to say. It was very yeah. difficult. It was a challenge time. And now uh, now that but we're still in the pandemic, but to increase the seats, uh, a lot uh, we have made, uh, we advocate the Canadian Nurse Association for Education and Training. We have, uh, you know, to increase the uh, system capacity for education and nurse, mm -hmm. of nurses and health workers. We have uh, uh, advocate for, now we advocate for funding the expansion of seats in nursing school because we want yeah. to stop, you know, the, the bleeding. Yeah. Funding, right. yes. Funding, I mean, bleeding of shortage of nurses. Yep. Funding should address the shortage of faculty, also clinical mm -hmm. teachers, and increasing capacity for clinical placement. Right. A new simulation learning, new innovation mm -hmm. uh, in simulation, and also uh, a preceptorship program that we have to um, to reinforce. Yeah. Um, I would say also um, funding the expansion of seats in nursing school. Mm -hmm. This is important, and also uh, funding for professional development that would help to retain nurses. I think mm -hmm. that uh, the school, you know, in a way, yes, we have the nursing program, but we're trying to dev to have other like continuing uh, education development uh, that could be helpful for the one who have didn't have all the tools that they supposed they were supposed to have to start the practice because because of the the pandemic you know mm -hmm. it was it has it has had an impact uh, on uh, in 2020 2021 uh, mm -hmm. for the student who start to sure. work as a nurse yes and i yeah. think we must and the organization also must work with universities to make sure that they have all the tools all the knowledge uh, all the abilities, the skills, the competency to work as an to make sure that they can work as a bedside nurse. Yeah, no, that's well said. Um, I mean, nursing, I think, has been part of the 
mainstream conversation for the last couple of years now. So a lot of issues that mm-hmm. many people wouldn't have been aware of before are now aware, um, which a lot of those messages are, are negative um, about the trials and tribulations that nurses have to endure. Um, for future nurses that are coming up, what is your best message to encourage them, accelerate their passion, to keep pursuing their nursing careers, you know, despite what they might be hearing on social media or the mm-hmm. news feeds? I would say, first of all, you know that you know you're a nurse. Nurses are some of the most trusted professional uh, right. in Canada and the world, mm-hmm. uh, and that their voice carry weight and are constantly ethical, honest, and patient. You, they are very patient-centered. Yeah. But I have to say to them, they must be involved in nursing governance. Yeah have the opportunity to have their voice heard and impact outcomes yeah, because they can right. impact outcomes uh, and also impact on the t- determinant of health, climate change, and yep. even it also the, the evolution of the nursing profession. Mm-hmm. And as a younger generation, because I'm more like, you know, not a baby boom, I'm more like generation X, but you know, the, we have to listen to the nurse. And I said, I have to say to them, network with your local national nursing association. Yeah. It's, you know, nursing council, nursing union, or even your regulatory, a bit of what I have done. And I would even say, go to your municipal board, bring your nursing lands because you have a unique view of different yeah things like work-life balance, organization. Uh, and as a nurse, you can express, yes, individually or collectively your nursing leadership. And it could be visible or even invisible. But right. I'll, but you are uh, doing something, you know, right. uh, and, and network, enhance your leadership to improve the quality of life of people, um, you know, influence the change also because you are well-prepared to my knowledge, you yeah. are well prepared to lead that charge, I think, yeah. and mm-hmm. participate in leading policy development because if you don't participate, it's, it is someone else that is not a nurse who will decide for you. Yeah, true. Very true. I think the more nurses we can empower will help with that feeling of helplessness and burnout and things that so many nurses are experiencing right now and take care of themselves because if you don't take care of yourself who will take care of you right and in order to take care of others it's important yeah absolutely agree um you've been engaged with policy making governance and nursing for for some time um what can you say about the current working conditions um for nurses and do you think there's anything that, that can be done to help them in real time as we kind of are at the tail end of, we hope, this pandemic? But I have to say that, as you know, across the world, nursing working condition, but naturally, it was, I've deteriorated even before the pandemic. It was there. And mm-hmm. the pandemic, what that the pandemic have done, it have put it, it's it, it amplified this Yes. This working condition issue. Right. It's exacerbated. And, mm-hmm. and, and, um, and, you know, nothing has been done over the, the last two decades uh, to improve the nursing uh, working condition and work environment. Mm-hmm. And now that we, what we see, it's a shortage. In some places, it's, it's a shortage of retention. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm, I'm just looking at here, well, some provinces will will have the, the the short age. It's inside the province, and some province it's not inside the province because we do have enough nurses. It's mm-hmm. inside the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. It's like if it's a short age in some places, it's not everywhere because I'm mm-hmm. not ge- generalizing. It's the, it's a short age of retention among nursing profession. Mm-hmm. And when you see 82% of nurses report that current staffing is not sufficient to safely provide care, right. and 70% says the workplace are regularly over capacity according to Canadian Nurse, uh, uh, yeah. the Canadian Federation Nurse of Union. I mean, we have a problem. And it, even mm-hmm. what we observe, uh, according to some report, in some hospital setting here, one nurse is taking care of 10 patients, even 15, sometimes 15 right. in a, a medicine or surgery in u- a unit. It doesn't right. make sense. No. And, and we know that so according to studies, in ideal conditions, one nurse will care for five, four or five patients. Right. Well, in ICU and emergency, it's one 
sometimes two, but it's better one to one. Yeah. Uh, but you see, I mean, this is Absolutely. an example, and many have faced 16 hour plus shift. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Right. Overtime mandatory. And, and I mean, it, Quebec had overtime mandatory since 1997. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense. That's right. why we must, we need shift. And, and when we, we ask nurses, I mean, they feel pressure. Mm -hmm. uh, I, no, you know, I think it's time that we have a shift because I mean, uh, because, because of the, the nursing short age, nurses mm -hmm. are facing unbearable workloads and, and unsafe yeah. working condition. Right. And, and here in the States, they're being prosecuted and put in jail for their mistakes. Yes. Yes. I know that. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, it doesn't make sense. Right. And, and what's happening? But they they are leaving the the, the organization and work mm -hmm. in other kind of area that are more more acceptable, yeah. or they will quit the profession. And even Absolutely. the younger, yeah. after two years, they say, "What?" The? And then what they do? They they leave the profession. Yeah. Right. It's true. I'm going to change gears a little bit here. Um, I want to hear more about the Canadian Nurses Association. We talk a lot about the benefits of joining organizations here in the States. Um, mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more, the Canadian Nurses Association, the purposes, the goals, mission statements, why should should the should nurses join um, the Canadian Nurses Association? But first of all, I have to say that the Canadian Nurse Association, but first of all, exists since uh, 113 years, yeah. is the national and global professional voice of Canadian, uh, Canadian nursing. And we represent not just the registered nurse, we represent also the nurse practitioner, licensed, mm. pra licensed and registered practical nurse, mm -hmm. registered psychiatric nurses, but we do have this role in, in uh, West of Canada, mm. retired nurse and nursing to student across all 13, province and wow. 13 provinces and territories. Amazing. And as a national and global professional voice of Canadian nursing, advancing the practice of nursing and the profession to improve the health outcomes in a publicly publicly funded non-profit non-for-profit health system by mm -hmm. unifying the voice of nurses because mm -hmm. it's important that we are because we know that we are strong yeah. together, strengthened nursing leadership and even clinical nursing leadership, promoting nursing excellence and as a vibrant profession advocating for healthy uh, public uh, uh, policy and quality mm -hmm. uh, uh, health system and serving the public interest. We also promote the role of nurses by answering their voice is, is heard when mm -hmm. key decisions are being made about how healthcare is delivered in Canada. Right. CNA speaks for Canadian nursing and represent the profession to other organizations and to government Mm -hmm. nationally and even internationally and we gave nurses a strong national association through which they can support each other and speak with one voice yeah because we know that if yeah. we speak by one person it's not enough we must be together and uh, cne is a key player on the federal and provincial committees coalitions and roundtable and uh, why we should we should join cne get access to knowledge and leadership resource had their voice and support nursing advocacy, as I said earlier, mm -hmm. influence the movement of nursing internationally through CNA membership with the International Council of Nurses, mm -hmm. enjoy naturally inclusive saving, membership also being membership of the Canadian Academy of Nursing, because we do have this now in Canada, as you do in the US with the uh, Academy, Academy, um, uh, what is the um, Academy uh, uh, of Nursing, American uh, Academy American of Nursing? Association yes, of we do have, yes, we do have the Canadian Academy of Nursing, opportunity to attend exclusive event, full access to the Canadian Nurse uh, Online Journal and mm -hmm. access, this is new, to CNA exclusive online community of practice in different yeah. area. And we have to end with this uh, too, with the, all the structure that we have changed over the last two years. Now we have, we have six, six councils mm -hmm. that uh, do recommendation to CN, to the Canadian Nurse Association. And the engineer yeah. circle, indigenous nursing circle, francophone uh, council of nurses, mm -hmm. Speciality nursing, uh, nursing uh, advisor, and we have also anti-racism. We have a anti-racism council yeah. of nurses. That's uh, that, and they uh, and also the future of nursing. And they gave uh, advice 
uh, on different kind of issue related to their area, uh, if it's racism or if right. it's regarding the indigenous, and they are the uh, our uh, uh, expert on these these different councils, yeah. and they give us information. Okay, we must work on this. Uh, we must work on this. And this is, I would say, it's a brand new. It's really been brand new in our governance structure, and it's uh, it's a I would say an innovation that we. Uh, put forward uh, the, in, I would say, on the last uh, year uh, that we just finished. Mm -hmm. Yeah, incredible, incredible. You guys are doing so much work in so many different areas. It just, it's amazing the reach that you have um, and the accessibility for, for nurses to join. Um, at NurseDuck, we talk a lot about community, the importance of community and belonging somewhere where you feel um, validated in your experiences. Um, how do you think nurses can benefit from either our community or just belonging somewhere where they're really heard? Nurses want to be in a, in a, in a safe space. They want to be able to talk, to yeah. discuss, dialogue. You know, I always say, uh, be part of it. That was on my speech in 2020 for the president-elect. I said to the nurses, for me, to my point of view, nurses must be part of the dialogue, the decision, and action mm -hmm. in order to yeah. transform the healthcare system yeah. and and that's mean engaging leading and, and communicate uh, mm -hmm. sharing knowledge uh, enhance the networking as i said earlier mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, discuss on different nursing topics, uh, be part of community of practice, such as mm -hmm. clinicals. If it's you are a manager, then in management, even a nurse that is not in man management could be part mm -hmm. of it research, nursing policies, um, and naturally education and governance. Mm -hmm. And I think that's giving, you know, tools uh, um, that they will use in the community after that. And mm -hmm. and changing the world of healthcare and, 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 and nursing profession, yeah, you know, and, and this is by providing a vast area of knowledge, uh, uh, resources to the community nurse. And I think that's, it, it, is, it is important. And, and as I said, um, using your nursing voice, your nursing lens, when mm -hmm. you are on the table. And I know uh, some nurses, doesn't want to engage for different reason, and I respect that. But I think mm -hmm. it's important that we are on the table and we we put our competencies, nursing competencies, to the service of the uh, the, the, the decision maker right. and for the nursing profession, but also for the health of the population. You know, to be a nurse, as I said earlier to the interview, it's not be it's not a job; it's a professional work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. lead. And I would I would end with this: uh, we must invest in nursing, mm -hmm. and invest in nursing. Yeah. It's investing in in the healthcare organization, right. organization. Because don't forget one thing: nurses are the backbone of the yeah. healthcare system. Absolutely. No nurses, no nurses, in respect to other profession, no nurses. Sorry, but it's no healthcare system and no yeah. services. Yes. I 100% agree. <laughs> Very well said. Yes. Um, well, I've loved getting a glimpse into Canadian nursing. Um, we, we definitely have some Canadian nurses as part of our organization. Um, but even just for people that aren't familiar, um, it's you've brought up some incredible topics that are just relevant to anyone anywhere, any nurses working anywhere right now, especially through the pandemic. Um, we always like to leave off if you have a message for future nurses, seasoned nurses, the ones that are about to retire, um, any nurse watching or listening or reading these words, um, what what message would you like to leave them with? Oh my God, I have so much I have to use one your sentence. Your favorite question. Yes. <laughs> Using your nursing voice, wherever you work, wherever you are retired, student, mm -hmm. you work in community, acute care, whatever, mm -hmm. use your voice. Um, and I would say, uh, you know, inversing in nursing is inversing in, in health and economy, and as mm -hmm. well as strengthening health system, wherever you practice across the world, because yeah. you can lead and you can advocate and you have the leadership. Now yeah. it's time to go to apply it. Yes, yes, love it, perfect. Do it, make, make a difference. 
you can make a difference more yeah. than you more than you can think yes yeah, yeah. very very be, very be visible be visible and you know it's all sorry i'm uh, it's no, it's, all, it's all related to the image of nursing we are not First of all, we are not angel. That's the word that I don't like. Mm -hmm. And we are not guardian of that because our prime minister said, uh, our, no, no, we're not angel. We are nurse, nurses are scientists. And mm -hmm. when they intervene, they always intervene. Um, their intervention is grounded to scientific knowledge. Right. We are scientific and we yeah. are nurse scientists. That's what I would say uh, to uh, to the nurses across the world and, and in Canada and in, uh, in the States also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you so much for giving us your time and all of your thoughts. I can tell you're a very busy person with all the work that you're doing, but Thanks. we're so lucky to have you um, globally in the profession and advocating for us. Um, and I know uh, people will be following your career as well. Um, we will definitely give people the, the information they need to be in touch with you and the work thank that you. you're doing. So thank you thank so you. much. And so thanks. Fun. It was very really an honor and a privilege to be uh, interviewed by a colleague because you are a colleague. Yes. <laughs> thank you for the work you do. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. This has been a Nurse Tech production hosted by NP Jamie Smith and RN Brianna Kinney Orr. This episode was produced and edited by Juan Paolo Toison and Julia Taliesin. Join us on social.nursetech.com to connect with podcast hosts and guests and experience a truly nurse-centered online community. Thank you for listening.